Alrighty. Opa, that sounds good. Yeah. Oh man, hell is frozen over. It's a new year. Welcome, welcome, welcome. ATP Podcast is back in effect, and this is episode 82? Yes. 82, 82, and it feels good. Um, It's a new year, and we have a lot to talk about last year and the coming year. Uh, It's your boy Jay, Mark Figueroa's in the building, and uh, things are a little different today, huh? Yes, uh, for the first time, I am not going to be the moderator, so this is going to be an interesting feeling. I'm putting you on your heels today. Get ready to be pushed back. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to waste too much time today. Um, I think we're putting this episode out ahead of schedule to celebrate the new year beginning. Um, and I want to talk to you about just the year in, in retrospect, man. Let's talk about everything that happened throughout the year on the major, major tournament. So uh, I guess first we start with the Australian Open, which was almost exactly what we thought the rest of the year would show us. Yes. Um, WTA winner, Naomi Osaka. Um, just like we thought she would probably do, she won the Australian Open, right? Yes. What did it tell us for the rest of the year coming? What did you think was going to happen after that happened? Oh, I thought she was going to win the U.S. Open for sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought that that was going to make her push into the French Open, mm-hmm. at least win to the third round. Yeah. Where she hasn't made it before. And no. Yeah, she um she flopped. Yep. Um she ended up going straight downhill from there. Bittersweet, bittersweet, because um I think what we saw happen is what we kind of anticipated as well as far as her mentality goes. I didn't think it'd be that extreme. Yeah. Um huge extreme. Yeah, but on the opposite side in the ATP, we saw Novak do what he does best, win the Australian Open. Um, in convincing fashion for the most part. Yes. Um, and then what did we think moving forward from that was going to happen for the year? Like, did you get any gut feelings after seeing him take that? I did not think he was going to win the French Open. I don't know if I'm uh, going ahead, but... No, you didn't. You didn't. Yeah, I did not see him win the French Open. I I saw him winning Wimbledon. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Especially with Federer and his ailing uh, body. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see him winning the French Open. Right. And, um... He got the... Actually, he lost the U.S. Open. Uh, We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, The following tournament, which you kind of got to. um, I'm not even sure how to say her name. Krishkova? Yes. uh, She, WTA player, won the French Open. Who did you think was going to win the French Open? Because it couldn't have been her. Honestly, the women was wide open. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ash Barty, who was dominant on clay. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that she was going to win, but she was uh, battling elbow problems. Mm -hmm. So the field was wide open, to tell you the truth. I agree. I agree. It was it was probably out of all the slams, all the potential finals, it was the one I was the most uncertain about. Right. Um, so WTA French Open to me was the one. If there was ever going to be a breakthrough player, it would be at that slam final. Um, but on the flip side, like you just said a moment ago, Novak won. Um, it was a great tournament, in my opinion. Um, I did like the French Open. My favorite, like most people's, was going to be either Dominic Team or Rafael Nadal. Yes. Um, man, not what I expected. Uh, what did that tell you? What did you take from that? 
oh, I I thought that that was going to be big for his uh, upcoming year, and I thought that he was going to do well. Mm. And he also came, he was down two sets to love twice mm. to Musetti, mm-hmm. and then in the final to Sissipas, and then mm. came back. Right. Big final. Maybe, maybe one of the matches of the year. Um, after that happened, once I saw Djokovic won that, I told myself, this man might take it all this year. Oh, he might take it all. Because that was the one where I thought we had someone for sure that could face him and take him out. And, you know, Wimbledon, Federer, we saw a pretty well-performing Federer lose against Djokovic at Wimbledon. So we went to Wimbledon, and we saw Djokovic win again. And then Barty, yes. um, who we saw injured, took uh, that uh, Wimbledon who did she play in that final? Pliskova. Pliskova, who also had a very good year as well. Yes. Oh, yeah, Barty. Um, how did you feel about Barty's win? I thought it was a long time coming. She has the game to play on grass. Mm-hmm. And after the disappointing uh, loss in Australia, mm-hmm. that was very needed for her for, to save her year. Right. So, so thus far, we have two out of three of the WTA Slam finals where... We were pretty much like in agreement of who took it and who won it. Yes. And in my opinion, two out of three on the ATP side where the people that were probably going to win it, they won it. Yes. So fairly consistent on both sides, although in theory, one of them should have been wide open. Um, in our final slam, um, did you have a favorite going into the U.S. Open? For the women? For the women and the men. For the women, I did not. For the men... As we just uh, talked about, it's always a graveyard. There's never a favorite because the temperature mm-hmm. is grueling mm-hmm. and everybody's beat up. Everybody's mm-hmm. injured. And if you want to make a name, especially in the men's side, it was always going to be at the U.S. Open. I agree. My favorite would have been Djokovic and was Djokovic uh, to win the U.S. Open. Just uh, just on account of his his mentality. And he he had an incredibly insane year, you know. Although he maybe didn't meet exactly the expectations we wanted him to, or maybe thought he could meet, insane season. So yeah, uh, for me, Medvedev winning on the men's side was—I'd call it well deserved. I definitely call it well deserved. That was their second major meeting uh, that year, and he—he he made it look like he—he he took some notes. Yes. Um, we talked about that match being a reason he his coach could have got coach of the year. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that was an awesome match. And on the other end, Radakanyu. Yes. Uh, she won on the WTA side. What what can we expect here? What do you think about her now? I honestly, to me, she's still a wild card. Honestly, I prefer Layla Fernandez. Mm. She's more gritty. Mm. Uh, to me, she's a little mentally stronger. She mm. did face the tougher competition. Mm-hmm. And to me, she has a little bit more weaponry. But Radakanya is a wild card, and she can still make noise with the right attitude. Mm. And that's the slams, but those aren't the only major events that happen in the year of 2020. Another one that happens every four years is the Olympics. Uh, at the Olympics, this was, to me, this, I haven't seen any more, more weight on someone's shoulders to win an event than this tournament for a few different players. Um, I felt that Naomi Osaka had tremendous, tremendous pressure going into this because, um, you know, as you've heard my gripes, 
the Japanese wonder yes. who grew up on, in the States. You know, she's she's waving a flag and representing an entire country and was having a rough year already trying to just find momentum and find some type of buildup after skipping tournaments and stuff like that and a, a very weird media and press run. She didn't do so hot. No. Um, she lost. And then on the men's side, Djokovic going for absolute history, potentially setting himself up to be the undeniable greatest of all time, no matter what your bias or opinions are. That was kind of riding on the line here. And we also saw him not quite make it to the finish line there. Um, Zverev took it on the men's side. How'd you feel about that? He didn't even get third place. Yeah. Uh, Carreño Busta beat him, beat him in the third place uh, in the bronze medal match. Oh, uh, well, here, here's my thing. For me, if I'm Djokovic, once I don't get the gold, I don't even care about another medal. Oh, you cop know? out, bro. Cop out. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's it, it was a long season, you know. Three consecutive, uh, well, te- yeah, three consecutive slams, I believe it was. Um, a lot of pressure on his back might make three slams feel like a very long full year. If I come up a little short on that gold, I'm ready to just kind of go home and take a nap. You know? <laughs> That's a long season. You are right, though. It is a bit of a cop out, but I'm just putting myself in his shoes. I understand. I understand. Definitely. But uh, on the other end, Bencic? Yes, Belinda Bencic. What What is that about? Yeah, she came out of nowhere. Barty lost early. Osaka mm. lost er- early. Mm. Uh, all the big favorites that were supposed to be in the gold medal match lost early. So yeah. uh, she just rode the wave. Insane. I, I still have mixed emotions about that gold medal. But gold medalists are kind of a mixed bag. And I also do credit it to it being best of three not an ATP official event necessarily, things like that. I think there are a few dynamics that make it a little easier to pull it off. So I, I give a little credit there. Um, last but not least, the World Tour Finals. Um, on the women's side, Muguruza. Yes. Um, this is well-deserved, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Only a female Spanish player to ever win the uh WTA finals. Yeah, she's an awesome player. This was well deserved. She's been a consistently good athlete for a good amount of time. This this is one that uh on the WTA and I think this might be out of all the tournaments, this is top five most well deserved, most expected winners of a major event. So <clears throat> she's been struggling and uh she's finally made it into the top three again for the first time since seventeen, I believe. Yeah, so congrats to her. I'm, yes. I'm happy about that. And on the men's side, Zverev, for the second time, wins the World Tour Finals. Um, what is up with Zverev here where he's so good at winning the things that just aren't slams? I think that um, it comes down to uh, two out of three, three out of five. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't have the mentality for a three out of five yet. Yeah, because uh, it seems like he has all the shots. He's yes. able to beat these same players. In these other events that are not those, um, do you think that it's a, a mental stamina thing or a, a, adapting live on the court kind of thing? Do you think it's something like that? The bigger chess game is maybe getting in his head. Oh yeah, because you have to be able to stay with the plan, and then you can't get in a lull. Yeah, to where you have to recover quickly, mm-hmm. and sometimes he doesn't recover fast enough. He goes a set and a half where he's just down mm-hmm. and he can't get out of it 
Yeah. And uh, you'd think that in a three out of five, he could because it's a longer match length, mm-hmm. but he can't sometimes. I see. Yeah, and I think maybe sometimes on the kind of reciprocal of that, um, his opponents figure out what he's doing well and adapt, and then he isn't able to make the next chess move and adapt to that. Yes. Um, so a lot of times it gets flipped upside down on him. Um, it's interesting. Um, you know, he did a little press interview where he stated his goals moving into this coming year are he's going to be number one in the world, and he's looking to finish year in number one and win a slam this coming year. Um, what are the odds of that happening to you? I can see it. He mm-hmm. he is a threat on clay and on hard courts, mm-hmm. uh, not on uh, grass. But he has the serve. He just needs the mental. Yeah. Um, this was the year where um, Novak broke Sampras's record for the most year in number ones. Um, I didn't realize Sampras said that he thought that was the one record he'd probably get to keep out of all the ones yes. everyone's going to steal from him. Didn't even get to keep that. So nothing is sacred anymore. In tennis. <laughs> the poor guy. Um, so congrats to Novak for that record, at least. Um, what are the odds you think on a scale of one to ten? What are the odds Novak gets one more year as the world number one? I think that's a tough one because uh, the young guns are coming now. They're mm-hmm. no longer young guns. Mm-hmm. Medvedev's not scared anymore. Mm-hmm. Sissy Pass had him at the French Open. Mm-hmm. He even said he uh, put his guard down a little bit and then he just got railroaded. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zverev, he's going to make a, a run eventually. Yeah. And uh, his his mental state will come out. As I stated, he has all the shots. Mm-hmm. He can be defensive. He can be offensive. And he doesn't have any weaknesses on the forehand or backhand side. Right. Interesting, interesting. And on top of that, just to add a small detail, it's also going to be the return of Dominic Team. Yes. Um, so there will be another stronger mentality coming to the tour. Hopefully he's healthy-minded and stuff like that. Last little stat. Um, do you know who played the most matches in the year of 2021? Before I uh, get to that one, Dominic Team will not play at the Australian Open. Uh, he's going to start his year in uh, South America on clay. So he's going to skip and go to South America at the end of January. Sounds like he's trying to build up his confidence, huh? Yes, That's on clay. Like. That's where he's comfortable. He, he's comfortable. Right. Fair enough. I, I support him doing that. So to answer your question, I have no idea. So it was Nori. Oh, okay. Nori played in the most matches of the year. I would have thought it was a Casper Rudd. Me too, because of his clay run. Right. Um, which is my next thing. Casper Rudd, for the... I would have I would not have guessed this this year. He was the king of clay this year. Um and Nadal didn't even take the French. So yeah, he really did throne himself for the first time since I've been a fan of tennis. Nadal was not the king of clay for a season. So uh Casper Rudd, I don't know if this is a, a a carrying of the torch moment or if this is a sign of the end, but Nadal didn't get the French and was not the king of clay in 2021. One. Yes. So, very interesting uh, little factors there. And uh, now, we're going to play a little game. In this game, the game is going to be who will be our next top 10 players. And um, I'm not going to ask you to make a list on the spot. What I'm going to do is I'm going to name a player to you. We'll start with WTA first, all right? And what you're going to do for me is give me your opinion on the player this past year, what you think they might do next year, and then tell me... Do you think they'll be top 10, 
top seven, top five, top three, or will they be the year number one? And uh, give me some conviction on these, all right? I want you to be a little aggressive, all right? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'll start with the obvious ones. Uh, These are the ones that, these are players who are probably already in the top 10 right now, or they had a really good season. Uh, We'll start with Barty. I see her still being number one, maybe number two. Okay. Um, Sabalenka. Sabalenka, to me, is still a little too inconsistent. Uh, She goes big a little too much, Mm. and she doesn't control her power that well. And when she plays a quote-unquote pusher, they get to her. Okay. Um, Our WTA World Tour Finals, Muguruza. I think she has the game for sure. It's going to be on whether or not she believes in her game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conchita Martinez has done a very good job with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she can still be top five at the end of the year. Top five. I like that. I like that prediction. Um, Pliskova. Oh, she's going to miss the French Open. Uh, the French Open. The Australian Open because of an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, her serve was the biggest on tour for a while, long mm-hmm. time. And now people are getting a little more used to it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see her finishing in the top five. Top 10? Top 10, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, this is this one's a little special to me. I want to hear, I want you to give me a number exact for this ranking on this player. Sakari. Oh, Sakari, you're talking about momentum. Yeah. Semis in the French Open, uh, US Open. Mm. She had a great, great run. Mm. I think she, she could be top five for sure. Okay, top five. I'm going to give her number two. Okay. Number two. And she's a beast. A beast. Workout. Um, speaking of beasts, talk to me about Iga. I, I, I love Iga. She's mm. uh, the only player to make quarterfinals or better in each slam. Mm. The most consistent one of all. Mm. But right now, she's having problems with getting over the hump. Right. And... Um, She's just struggling right there, but I still think she can be top 10. Okay. All right. So that's that's the core easy ones. Those are people who had a very good season. This next group are the teenage phenoms. And I want you to talk to me about where you think they'll finish the end of next year. Um, starting off with Coco Goff. Coco Goff should have actually should have won before Radicanu. Mm-hmm. She had the most momentum. Everybody knows her mm-hmm. after the Venus uh, thing at Wimbledon. Yeah. I, I thought that she would be the first one to break out. Yeah. But now she's hungry. She sees what Radakanyu did, mm-hmm. and she can't be left behind. Right. So she's coming. Top 10? I'll go top 15. Top 15. Okay. Okay. That's an improvement from where yes. she's at. Um, up next, Radakanyu. Does she keep her momentum? Does she play even better? Does she go further? Does she detract? What happens? You have to be consistent. When you win your slam, uh, the consistency now has to be there. Mm. Look at Iga Sviacek. She won her slam. She stayed consistent. Uh, You can't get into the sophomore slump, Mm -hmm. which is what they call it. Uh, As I say, the Radicani has a new coach. So... I mean, I could I could see top 20 maybe, but I don't see top 10. Okay, so you're expecting her to regress. Does she protect her slam? At the U.S. Open? No. Mm, no. <laughs> uh, next and last teenager, Fernandez. 
Yeah, as I said earlier, Fernandez has all the shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, her toss on the uh, serve is a little too high. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes she, when she gets nervous, she tosses the ball up high and doesn't fix it. So that's where the serving problems come in. Once she fixes that, she's going to be a weapon. Okay. And I see, I can see her top 20 for sure. Top 20, huh? That's not a hot take. <laughs> uh, these are my last two. And these are people that a year ago today, we probably have them in our top five. But for some reason, they're nowhere to be found. We'll start off with Serena Williams. Yeah, uh, she's not going to play Australia again. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are starting to doubt her even winning a slam again because mm-hmm. of all the injuries she's been having. Mm-hmm. Um, but bottom line is she's Serena Williams. Yeah. And she has the biggest weapons, fastest weapons. As long as her movement is there, mm-hmm. she can make a threat, especially on grass. Okay. I don't see any dominant player on grass. It's similar to the men's side. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and the last, and you could probably guess who it is, Naomi Osaka. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Naomi Osaka. I will say this. Her shoes are clean, by yeah? the way. Yes, I, very I nice shoes. But I don't know. With her, with her, there's a lot of problems in her, I don't want to say mind, but mm. she's lacking confidence right now. Yeah. And... She needs to believe in herself before she can come out. Mm. She's still the favorite, heavy favorite on uh, in Australia and at the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. So I see her back in the top 10 as I, long as she gets that confidence back. That's what I like to hear. I, I think so, too. Um, now we move to the ATP end. Um, we'll start with the obvious. Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic, as I stated, the young guns are coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't see him really taking number one again. Medvedev is on his heels now. Mm-hmm. I I say two three, two three. Yeah. Wow, I like that prediction. Um, up next, Zverev. Zverev. Will he <clears throat> claim his throne? <laughs> uh, again, it's, it's similar to Osaka. The confidence level. Mm-hmm. He finally has fixed his serve a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he gets nervous. That's where the problems come in. Mm-hmm. So as long as that doesn't happen, I can see him breaking through. Yeah. All right. Um, this is the one that I really am uncertain on. Sisipa. He just had elbow problems. Mm-hmm. He is a threat at the French Open. Mm-hmm. Big threat. Mm-hmm. He's made it to semifinals twice. Uh, finals uh, this year. I see him as a big threat at the French Open. Okay. Uh, on grass, he's weak, and uh, he he thrives in Australia for some reason. Yeah, he does, but not at the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. So those are the two slams where he's going to have to make his move in order for him to do anything. Okay, I have uh, I have standard expectations for him. He's very much reminds me a little bit of Murray in a way, as far as his path. Yes. So um, I do think he'll always be around and deep in tournaments. But kind of like you said, uh, there's some things that need to get straightened out for him to get to that final tier of greatness. Yes. Um, now we go into, uh, well, I guess let's do Medvedev. Medvedev, I see him uh, one, two, or three. One, two, or three. Top yes. three. Yes. That's fair. He's um, a cyborg. Talking of cyborgs, this is the angry cyborg. Rublev. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> now Rublev can control his power mm-hmm. a little more than Zverev can, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, he just needs a little more variety. Mm-hmm. But he's coming for sure. Ranking. What is he right now? Do you know? I want to say he's like eight or nine. Yeah. I, I see him improving. Yeah. Okay. Moving yeah. up the totem pole. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into uh, my youngster, Yannick Sinner. He's coming up for sure. Mm-hmm. Very consistent. Cyborg as well. Mm-hmm. He needs a little bit more of a weapon on the serve. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, Brooksby. Mm-hmm. Brooksby's another cyborg, but no big serve. So he's getting broken a lot. Mm-hmm. And if he can't hold serve easily, that's a problem. Right. Now, this guy, I, I'm not really interested in him like I should be, but he's earned this conversation and he needs to be said. Casper Ruud. I still think he's going to be top 10, mm-hmm. especially how he plays his tournaments. Mm-hmm. He's a cyborg as well as far as fitness. He doesn't get tired. He'll play and play and play. Mm-hmm. So he'll protect his points for sure. Okay. He's like Martina Hingis. Yeah. Now we get to um, the specialists. These are the people who um, we haven't heard from. We don't see them in the top 10 right now. But... They're worth asking about. We'll start with one you aren't expecting. Del Potro. Delpo's been training a little bit. He's on his way back. He's on his way back. He says he's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as he doesn't uh, get injured, he's he's a monster. Healthy Delpo in 2022. I If he's healthy, I see him top 10. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm saying top 25. I'm I'm a little skeptical. Up next, Roger Federer. Oh, man. <laughs> we see him wanting to play at Wimbledon. Yeah. That's his main goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have written him off. Mm-hmm. I don't really see much. He can make a deep run at Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. Berrettini has shown that he has skills now. Djokovic mm-hmm. still. But other than that, I don't see any other grass specialists where mm-hmm. it can really hurt him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dominic Team. Again, uh, wrist problem. He was supposed to play at in Australia. He decided not to. But again, his thing is going to be the French Open. Mm-hmm. And as long as his wrist stays healthy... Mm-hmm. He's going to be top 10 easily. That's what I was thinking as well. This is the last one here. Oh, actually, I missed one. We'll come back to it. Um, Andy Murray. I knew, yeah. Top 10, for sure. Yeah! He is <laughs> consistent. Mm-hmm. He knows what he has to do. Mm-hmm. He is the old Andy Murray, movement-wise. He's mm-hmm. not really bothered anymore. Mm-hmm. You saw what he did against Sissy Pass. Mm-hmm. You saw what he did to Alcaraz. Mm-hmm. He can play. Yeah. He's a baller now. Yes. And um, this is the guy I forgot to bring up somehow. He's on my list. Yeah. The How guy that Murray just beat him. Yes. He's coming in. He's on his way. Had COVID. Yes. How do you feel about Nadal's 2022? He says he might play the Australian Open. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the French Open, he's always going to be the favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see him having a decent year, actually, mm-hmm. and top five again for sure. Yeah, he, I'm uh, thinking number four, maybe. Yeah, 
His oh. forehand still opens up too much gaps on uh, righty's backhands. Mm. Medvedev still hasn't figured him out either. Yeah. He has a losing record. Medvedev on the doll. So interesting okay man well those are my uh my year-end lists that i wanted you to predict on um if you can this is this is completely me freestyling at this point give me like a a a top three or top five for the wta and the atp of players who are your favorite picks well it's gonna be barty um Krishkova, the French Open champion, she's uh, she's arrived. Mm. Muguruza is uh, arrived as well. I'm gonna put Badosa in there. Uh, she's a Spanish player. She's come up off. as well, okay. and and uh, she's she's a killer right now. Mm. Extremely consistent. So I see her up there again. Mm. Uh, as much as I want to leave out Osaka, mm. if she comes with the game she has, mm. she'll be top five. There's our five for the WTA. And on the men's side, if I were to go based off what you said earlier, you're guaranteeing me top five Medvedev. Yes. Um, you're guaranteeing me Zverev top five. Yes. Are you putting Djokovic guaranteed top five? Yes. Okay, that's three. Who are your other two? Nadal. Okay. And right now it's open for the fifth spot between Sissy Pass. Rublev is a contender as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to put Rudd up there, but mm. those are the two. It's either going to be Sissy Pass or... Uh, uh, who was the other one I just mentioned? I forgot. Uh, Rublev. Uh, Rublev. Okay. Okay. I like your choices. I, I, for the most part, pretty much agree with those. Um, of course, you know, if Federer wants to show up at any point in time, I'm okay with that. Yes. Um, but uh, that concludes our final podcast of the year of 2021. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it feels good to have the studio back rolling and the audio sounding smooth. We're getting back on our set schedule again. A few more kinks to work out. You know, we're getting there. We're working things out. But um, I look forward to another year of nonstop podcasting without any virus or quarantine issues. Yes. Um, I'll see you next year, man. I hope you guys were entertained. Adios.